Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 187 of the podcast. Today, we are joined by Playmio creator Mark Collard. Now, for those that listened to the podcast a long time ago, Mark was actually a guest on episode number 37. Yes, that is 150 episodes ago. So we needed to get him back on and particularly with remote learning um, and trying to build engagement through a screen. um, Mark is really good at this. He's one of the best in the business. um, And the things we talk about today uh, are great tips for not only teachers, coaches, but also people that are running a lot of Zoom meetings and stuff for business. Ways to start a meeting and make it fun and do something different and build a little bit of connection before you start delivering whatever it is. Um, So that's what I absolutely love today. I love finding ways to get people moving and engaged. Mark does it through alternative ways like and will share he shares five amazing ones with everyone today. So I'm not going to give any more of what we're going to talk about today away. I want you to sit back and really enjoy this episode with Mark Collard. Episode number 187. Welcome back to the podcast. Very excited. This is second time round. Mark Collard, how are you, mate? I am uh, excellent, but uh, to be fair, <laughs> it's a loaded question, especially in the times. We uh, we just spoke about this before. Now, I did say, how have you been? Let's, let's go with that again. How's things, mate? How have you been in these, well, let's put it, testing times, I like to say? Testing, yeah. Look, I think it's a mix of overwhelm and excitement. The overwhelm comes from, man, we've never done this before, and and like yourself, we're so used to the presumption that we do our stuff for the most part when we turn up. Um, and so the overwhelm is when I can't do that, my groups can't gather. And so nor can the, the groups of the clients I work with, they can't gather either. So it was like, oh, so quickly trying to adapt what I've always done face-to-face to an online context, that's the overwhelm. I'm burning the candle at both ends right now, cranking out great data and, and ways for people to connect. But then there's also the equal level of excitement because professionally, this is really enriching. You know, to be challenged to do something new has been great. To, to share with others who are working in this space and, and, and game-storming, as I'm calling it, uh, ways that we can adapt. Uh, and to know at some point, whatever this might look like, uh, when we get to the other side, I will have invested my time um, in exciting ways and not just caught up on the latest Netflix episode. <laughs> good. There are some good Netflix coming out. I think Michael Jordan's uh, coming out today. I'm pretty excited about but, um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you just mentioned there, Mark, is that you've never worked harder. And I think yep. a lot of people are doing that because it's all unknown. You, uh, you, the things that you have done for years and you've done well, and, and let's be honest, you've presented all over the world. You are one of the best trainers on building engagement relationships You are one of the best. And that's why I like talking to you about this. But um, how have you found not being able to do that for yourself? Because like everyone, we need that human connection. So you're working harder, but you're lacking that human connection. How's that been? Working harder. And I still believe that the human connection is there. And and a critical point, Dale, is intentionality. And, And to be fair, it's no different to when I was turning up. It's no different to a teacher sitting in front of 27 faces in their classroom. If you do not bring the intentionality of wanting to connect before their content, 
Same for me when I turn up at a training, it's important that I invite opportunities for my participants to connect before I produce the content. It's exactly the same. And I would now argue probably even more important because we aren't in the same space, but we are, it's just a different medium. They're in the same space. They're just a lot set of thumbnail images. So I need <laughs> to still intentionally build that connection. So in the last three weeks we were sharing before how much of my time has now been spent in a webinar context and in without exception, spending time at the beginning of that webinar or whatever it is, inviting people to connect, you know, having hundreds of people on at the same time and still giving them in a live demonstration, an opportunity to connect. Not only is it engaging, you know, people are engaged in the conversation, but they actually learn something because they've afforded the opportunity to, to connect with other people, you know, to share, you know, because we're not, we don't have the ability to turn up at other people's places or restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah, the, but it, so the key there is the intentionality is still critical. So even when we go back to normal, quote unquote, if you still don't bring intentionality to it, there's no difference to what we have right now. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I know, a lot of teachers, particularly, we got a lot of teachers listening to this podcast, Mark, that they're finding that really hard. But again, like you just said, and, and I've said this from the start, that you can still be that wow factor. You can still put a smile on the kid's face. And like you just said, connection before content. If you're just going straight into your lesson now and starting with, oh, you need to do this work, you need to do work, I'm like, you can't do that. These kids are lacking that crucial fun. Yep. They need to have fun. So you've got to start with just a wow moment, don't you? Are you noticing that? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the wow comes in many forms too, Dale. It doesn't have to be a you know, bouncing off the wall type of wow. It can be, absolutely. But it might also just be about checking in and saying, hey, how are you? It's like how you started this. Like how, what's going on for you right now? When in doubt, be human. And so it's really important that we have an opportunity to share. And so I know in our family, if I just talk non-professionally for a second, we have intentionally created appointments with friends and family on you know things like zoom and so forth because if we don't have that then the connections will be lacking so just you know checking in that but there has to be a level of intentionality and and people then be engaged like they will be heard even if they can't be touched so to speak they can be touched <laughs> in electronic ways <laughs> <laughs> you can still get that though and, and I've, I've even been challenging you know teachers to set a challenge and then get the students to book in a zoom appointment or a google hangout and play that game virtually against somebody else you know and, and but then it's teaching uh it's teaching us all these other skills that we may not have before like um i know i've spoken to friends before and we facetime all the time now and i'm like why haven't we done this before it's a lot nicer yeah. to see your face you, do you know what i mean yeah. do you think these different things yeah. are coming out that we just yes. never thought of doing and uh, it's absolutely uh, obvious to me because I've now started to work in this space more intentionally that uh, group facilitation is when it's face to face is completely different to online facilitation. You know, a point in case we had a hundred oh, was 180 people on a webinar just last week and I was live demoing a series of experiences that invite people to interact and connect. I had a great time. And I got to that point where ordinarily if I had 180 people in front of me, I would say, okay, could I ask for a volunteer? And you'd get 10 <laughs> hands to go up. And I would look at them and then say, okay, you. 
So I threw it out there. So oh, I just need a couple of people to unmute themselves and be volunteers. Yeah, you know, we were flooded. I didn't know what to do with that information. We couldn't hear everyone at the same time. Yeah. And so my host said, oh, Mark, here's an idea. Why don't you just ask someone whose initial starts with A to, to actually volunteer? So it limited the number of people. It made it much easier to facilitate that experience given the context in which I was delivering. So that, yeah, teachers are really struggling with the fact that they can't just do what they always did with the class when they were in front of them and just do it on a video. Oh, man, it, it's a disaster. It's not going to work. Yeah, uh, I think that's really interesting. Do you, do you find, um, and this is people have been using obviously Zoom a lot, and I'm guessing that's what you use for your webinar. I've sort of yep, gone absolutely. away from that because all the screens and I don't know, it, it was just too much going on for me. I don't know. Is that, are you enjoying that or is there other avenues that you've tried? I, I've always loved working with large groups. So being presented with, you know, hundreds of people at the same time. I do focus typically the very top screen or the side of the screen. You only see half a dozen faces, yeah. but knowing that there's seven pages of, you know, 40 little <laughs> thumbnails there, uh, are there. So I love that energy, but appreciate that. Of course you can't in the same way. I can't look at 200 people at the same time. Uh, I can't do that for thumbnails as well. So I still treat it as if I was just talking to you, Dale. Yep. appreciating that, that every person might feel that I'm just talking to them if I'm looking. For example, always looking at the camera. You know, oh, yeah. Even though this is a podcast, you and I can actually see each other as if we were in the same room and we are sharing a room. Yep. I need to actually engage with you with my eyes. If you think that, that you don't need to do that, oh, that, that's the same thing with human contact. You know, awkward when someone's looking at us in the eye. Yeah, no, I think that's really, that's a great point that people actually feel that you're probably giving them more attention because you are looking directly at everybody when you are presenting yeah. though. And I know better than anyone when we've got a huge group, you try yeah. and get a relationship with everyone. But let's be honest, it doesn't happen because there's too mm, many people. No. But that's a really good point. Now, everybody feels like it's just them, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I, th I think the piece that is missing for me is I can't see 180 thumbnails on my screen at the same time. So when I'm, when I'm scanning the room, when people actually do turn up, I get a sense of what's going on. I can understand how engaged they are, how connected they are, maybe how distracted they might be. <laughs> I can't do that online easily. And, and here's the other thing I know for, with proof, I can verify every one of these people have a full body. Right now, I can't prove that you have legs. I can't see them. <laughs> can't. I can't see them. So that, that's the other thing is that you don't know what else is going on. Have they even got pants on? Yeah, for example. They might not. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, that's another thing that I've discovered is very, very different. Yeah, it might be exciting. You could be guessing they might not have pants on. I, I know I know. last week I did a couple of webinars. I, I was still in like, I had my um, slippers on. I thought this is pretty yeah. good. I was like, oh, I'm a bit of a rebel here. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, so um, I know you just mentioned about you had such a large group and you're showing them your way, ways to build relationships and engagement and connection, all these different things. Um, do you have any that you wouldn't mind sharing? I'm going to, I'm going to show three that have worked really well for me, Mark. And then maybe we could, if you've got a couple. So um, one of mine was, you know, a big game of paper, scissor, rock. So we played back yep. and forth. And if you mm -hmm. win, you do. And I'd always like to add a bit of movement in there. So I get the movement going. Another one was simply grabbing um, a coin, doing heads or tails and people on the other yep. side, big heads or tails. Um, yep. Then I had a deck of cards and they needed to say it was a suit, red or black. Um, yep. And then I had a dice and I'd roll that. And if 
you'd have to pick it'd be odds or even. So very simple, very good games. If people are listening, start any lesson with that because, and then in the chat box or whatever, you just get them to type how many yeah. they got right, how many they got wrong. And, and what it does straight away, you know that they're watching. And it's like, like we just said, when you're doing a live event, you don't just start off by going through slides. And if you do that, yeah. never do yeah. that. It doesn't work. You know, you've got to get them moving. And that's a way to do it that I've found is, have yeah. you got any other little gems? Because as I said, you're the master at this. <laughs> and as I've said, I've, I've been cranking out <laughs> uh, descriptions and instructions to help my community uh, adapt what they've always assumed meant the group had to turn up for. So yeah, like I've got, 60 already that I've actually developed. So I'll give you just a couple of quick examples yeah. and perhaps in your pod note, uh, podcast notes uh, links to where they can find many, many dozens of more. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, here's and we'll two talk, quick ones. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about Playmio because um, I think it's crucial that people know uh, if they haven't listened. Because episode 37 was when you were on last time. <laughs> we've grown a bit since then and I know you have as well. So um, mm. we've got a really, Mark's been very generous as well and he's got a 50% discount for us today. So if you stick around towards the end, we will mention that. But let's get these games. The links yep. will be in the show notes. Yeah. So here's two quick ones that I just did last week, which were very well received. And, and they're activity that I can ordinarily do in lots of other places. But the first one I call scavenger hunt. You as the host... Uh, as you look at all the different thumbnails on your screen, spy something that maybe is a little odd. Like, um, for example, last week, I noticed someone had a rubber chicken in the background. And, uh, and, and another one, it was like, there was a book by one of my favorite authors. And so what you do as the host is that you privately message that person, hey, I noticed that you've got blah, blah, blah. It's important that they know because what you're going to do is challenge the group. Okay, everybody, for the next 30 seconds, I would like to award someone X, whatever that's going to be. Who's the first person who can find the rubber chicken in the background? That's because great. unlike school where you can't just ask them, Hey, find something that represents you in your life. You can actually immediately do it now and take something from their background. And we've always, we've enjoyed looking at people's backgrounds more than we've ever done. Yeah. So we call it the scavenger hunt. And, and then it might be that person's turn to look for something else. So you could do it for a little while, so long as you've got the engagement and it connects people to things. Uh, another quick one is grab something that says something about you. And so I actually did go find my rubber chicken and you know, hold it up to the camera. And in fact, what's really good is you can ask everyone to do it at the same time, hold it up to the camera, take a snapshot. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. you've got this gallery view of all of these things that says something about your group. And then you could either, if you've got a small group, ask them to share that to the large group, or if you have the ability, move into breakout rooms and that's exactly what we did with 180 people last week we had groups of about six each of us had five other people to briefly talk about what that object uh, represented you another one ask each person to grab themselves a coin particularly if you're working with adults they're probably in their pockets if not a kid can just race off and grab one ask them to look at what's the date of its manufacturer now for kids it's going to be more difficult because many of the dates are going to be before they're born but you could also use your own coins, manipulate it so that the dates are only no longer than 10 years ago and ask them, okay, in 2015, you know, where were you? Think of one thing you did in that year that blah, 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 or what was a holiday vacation or what do you remember doing? Or yeah, there's so many things, but you're using it as a prompt. It, they're things that are just kicking around and they're ways in which you can invite people to engage and connect. 
builds relationships. So there's three quick ones and they are three of 60 that I can send your group to have links and learn some great stuff from. I, I love those, Mark, because I think they mine are a little bit different. You know, mine are getting movement, whereas yeah. yours are building connection with mm. other people that they may not know. Um, yeah. And I think, I think having a mixture of everything is really important. And, and that'll come down to knowing your group, isn't it? And yep. you know, a lot of the stuff I do is around movement. A lot of the stuff you do is exactly what you meant. So, um, have you found that they've worked really well? And probably, so two questions part of that. Have you worked, found that they worked really well, but then they may have worked better than in face-to-face. Is that even possible? Yes, if you consider that, that that object of looking for something that says something about you, it's possible at school you have fewer options or if you're in a workplace, you have fewer options than if you're at home. And so you can pull that book out or that record or that football top. That's exactly what my son did when I asked this question. He went off and grabbed his Carlton football jersey. <laughs> because you know, he's, he's missing football at the moment. Aren't and we so all? <laughs> that for him. So yeah, there are some where this actually is a better option and others, of course, it's, it's just, just very, very different. So you're right, it varying it just in the same way you would your own program. You don't have people on the feet all the time because you'd kill them. You know, they're going to be tired. So you have to vary the pace. Uh, you would do that online as well. So there was one, oh, here's another one. Here's another quick example. The story of Mr. and Mrs. Wright. So I tell this story, it goes for about 60 seconds, and it invites everyone to move to the left every time they hear the story, the, the word left, and every time they hear the word right, they move to the right. And there's lots of ways of doing it. You could just use your hands, clap together and point to the left or right. Or what I did last week is ask people to move to the left-hand side of their screen or the right-hand side of their screen as quickly as possible and to get it as accurate as they can. So it was a fun story. It lasted about 60 seconds and then got people moving. I like that. I've got a similar one called up, down, left or right, where they, they do the Perfect. same. And you know, and, like, and, and you know what I've challenged people and I've used that exact one, Mark, that make a story up about your class, your workplace. And I'm sure this is, I'm probably taking the words out of your mouth, but make a story up about it. And do you know what? People actually love that because they're like, you've put so much time in to creating a story about us and it doesn't matter what you do from then on. You've got them eating out of your hand. Yeah, no. I, I, agreed. Agreed. And I, I know your focus, particularly in today's podcast, was around the value of building relationships. And it's no different when you're online to when you have them face-to-face. You still need to bring intentionality to it because if you don't have that, then it, it doesn't matter that they're face-to-face. Uh, nothing's going to happen because... Here's the thing that I've understood about the work that I do is that the central problem is that as human beings, we are wired to connect, but we are threatened by connecting because we're concerned about being embarrassed or looking odd or being the odd one out. And so we don't do it. So if in your facilitation, whether they're turning up online or face to face, if you don't bring an intentionality to invite those connections in a really fun, non-threatening way, it won't happen. Because even though we're still wired to connect, it hot, we, are, we are held back because of these inhibitions that we have. Yeah, I, I think that's really it. And so just listening to that, do you think people are less, they're more, they're probably more open to trying new things because they don't have people around them judging them and they've got that screen between them, Mark. So vulnerability may be sort of pushed aside a bit and people are like, oh, it's okay because I'm here by myself. Have you found any difference 
because I noticed I noticed in sessions myself, you know, that um, people are scared of the start and it takes a while to win certain people over because they don't feel comfortable doing that. Whereas if you've got a screen in front of you, do you have you found any difference there? There's actually quite a few things that I've seen in that space, uh, Dale. First of all, it is critical, as much as there can be intentionality, is that you need to respect and honour people's choices. Yep. And so that they will come in their own time, provided that you create the right environment. So yep. environment dictates performance. If you don't spend time creating the right type of environment, hey, then it doesn't matter what you say, they're just, they're not going to come. Um, here's the other thing too, and I, I, I was a participant, uh, well, the, a panelist on someone else's hosted webinar. And they were really good in their language of framing an experience, understanding the whole thing was being recorded right up front said, Hey, we are recording this. If that is not something you're comfortable with, please turn your screen off. And so all we had was their, uh, their avatar the, that was shown. And it's like, Oh man, I hadn't thought about that. You know, I've mm. recorded hundreds and hundreds of video tutorials and always said, Hey, if you've got any issue with, appearing on screen, let me know. And we've always, always respected people's choices. Never thought about that being recorded online. So <laughs> I was learning from that other host going, oh, that's a really good idea because I haven't asked people for, their, for that. So if they don't feel comfortable, they can just turn their screen off. They can still be part of the conversation, even if you can't see them. And I think that, that that's a positive in itself because um, a lot of the sessions we do, it is pushing boundaries with people's comfort zones, feeling safe, getting that trust. Um, whereas now, instead of putting, like you can't see, I put a hat over my face, you can't, you're not going to do that in a live session. But now, as you said, you can simply turn your screen off, you can feel safe, and you can still enjoy the session and get the benefits going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... As I mentioned earlier, just professionally enriched right now, even though there's a sense of overwhelm, it is equally part excitement because, wow, I've just learned something that's really cool. And, you know, I'm now very busy looking for pieces of software that I can use that involve, well, that invite asynchronous uh, interaction because that's what you have in a real time face to face experience. Someone hears something, everyone hears it. But you can also have five people talking at the same time over each other very difficult to replicate in an online environment. And so very busy uh, experimenting with all sorts of software and tools online that allows someone in, let's say 30 different remote locations that if you said something, wrote something, moved something, everyone sees the same and hears the same thing at the same time. I'm very excited about that stuff. Yeah. And I think there are so many platforms out there. The one I've found, I just haven't found one yet that we can, when too many people talk at once, well, there's two, it, it, nothing happens. It's all blocked out. So uh, that's probably my biggest thing. And I've found that a lot of the time it, it's normally better if one person is talking and maybe have someone asking questions and everyone else typing because otherwise the, the whole user experience, Mark, is, I don't know, it can be wishy-washy and cut out, and particularly with the that's Wi-Fi being so, so abused, let's be honest, by everybody yeah. working from home. Um, I don't know, have you found anything, Zoom, or what's the best webinar or platform that excites you at the moment? I have used a lot recently. I know I'm a Zoom, uh, I have no shares in Zoom, so I've got nothing to earn from <laughs> mentioning their name. But Maybe you I should have them. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wish I had shares in them. Uh, <laughs> shares in them and Netflix, to be honest. Um, Zoom has had probably the most user-friendly bells and whistles 
of all of the platforms. Um, it seems designed for purpose, particularly in a professional context. It, it is also what I use to connect with friends and family, but it's less valuable there. But the ability to annotate, the ability to go into breakout rooms, uh, to raise your hand electronically, clearly chat room is useful, blah, blah, blah. So for me, that's been the most useful. Uh, but th there's a lot of platforms and there's no doubt in my mind, all of those other platforms are quickly rebooting oh, yeah. of all of this. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that the one I like about Zoom is, and I used to use Skype a lot to do these podcasts, yeah. but you have to get a username and you have to, I don't know, that's getting somebody's details. Whereas yeah. with Zoom, you can just simply send a link. And I think that is, I don't know, they've got it set out very well. And hence why, as you said, their shares would be, going through the roof because yep. yeah, they, um, what, they did take what, a hit recently you know, with that zoom bombing stuff. I've had uh, a few colleagues who have been zoom bombed um, by malicious people. Um, so some of their securities are now having to catch up and yeah, they'll do that. But uh, yeah, interesting. Well, I'm sure when you go from having a really good, it was a great platform already, but then you, I couldn't imagine how many more users have been going on it. Of course you're going to have issues, aren't you? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about Playmio because um, obviously episode 37, when you're on before, probably a lot of people that listen now, because I'm, I'm going to say, I didn't have many listeners at the start, Mark. It was very nice of you to come on then, but I do have a few <laughs> more now. So um, give us a little bit of a rundown of Playmio and then we're going to obviously give the 50% discount, which you've been very generous with. Oh. oh, thank you, Dale. And honestly, this has been about me having a conversation with you. The fact that there is one or a million people listening in, <laughs> has no consequence to me. I always enjoy the ability uh, and the opportunity to share, but, and that's really the thrust of Playmio. So we're known for having created a massive online database of group games and activities or interactive group games and activities. Uh, and it was about the fact that there were so many books out there, so many other trainers who were delivering this content, but none of it was in the back, back of my, my back pocket. You know, I didn't have 20 books that I could sit in there and the ability to search exactly for what I was looking for. So if I had a group of 30 people, uh, I had no equipment and maybe I'm in an online context and I simply just want to invite them to break the ice or build skills. I had the, the search engine that's been designed to take what's over 400 activities and find here are the 15 that meet your needs, you know, knock yourself out, work out which one's going to do. So that, that's what most people know Playmio for is the online database. Uh, we also typically uh, create training workshops. You know, that's where we're premised, of course, that people turn up, you know, conferences, training workshops and so on. But there's no doubt we're going to move into doing more and more online stuff. Uh, I think that's going to be an exciting prospect that had always been planned, but now it's just been pushed forward. <laughs> so, that, that's the, that, that's the, the, the guts of the Playmio database is that you get your video tutorial. You can see it with a real group. You can see the step-by-step -step instructions, the variations. Now we're adding virtual adaptation. Hey, you like this activity? This is what you would do to adapt it to an online environment, which is, I mean, just on Playmio alone, three times more traffic are coming to us at the moment because people are looking for stuff like this, um, which has been exciting. So I, that's why I crank so quickly to, to adapt many of these ordinarily face-to-face -face activities to an online context. Yeah, and I, and I know I'm, I've been fortunate enough to be a member and I even before mm. I was, I used to watch your stuff and um, even if you don't want to be as a member, you can go and just check out some of the games, can't you? Because oh. you do have free ones on there and I think that's how generous you are. So, you want to explain, you know, that it's not just about being a member, you actually help oh. so many people. 
Absolutely. The reality is, Dale, most people are there to kick the tires. Um, you know, 95% of the traffic are people who are just wanting to access the free stuff. So there's, I don't know, maybe 50 activities that are completely free. You don't even have to sign up. There's no opt-in, no credit card. Just knock yourself out. And it comes with all the stuff. You know, everything I've just mentioned, you will get. Um, another way to, as a conduit to get that is the free app. You know, if they just look for Playmeo in their app uh, marketplace, the app curates all of the free content in one place. So all of the free activities, all of the articles, all of the facilitated tip video tutorials, all those are in one place. So the free app, or if you are online, you can use the web as well as to, to access that information. And that's what people want these days. They want it all in one spot, Mark. And I know you've done yeah. that really well. So um, mm. if my listeners are listening, Mark has very generously created a code energetic. So when you check out, if you type in energetic, you'll get 50% off. And um, what better time now to, uh, you know, use maybe your school budget mm. and, um, you know, find some new activities. Like Mark said, well, we've given you seven or eight today that, you know, there's probably a week's worth that you can start any lesson with. But after that, they're going to want more because they're going to see the engagement. They're going to see the kids. Um, and particularly, I think if you're starting a Zoom meeting at work or anything, Mark, um, I always say start with a game. Do you find that um, teachers are probably more inclined to do it, whereas other people are like, oh, yeah, but we don't do it like that? Do, do, yeah. do you hear that a lot? I, I I've not seen any any more inclination or not from teachers than any other group. Say you know, corporate trainers is a big part of our market as well. Um, they are equally uh, inclined or not to do it. Um, yeah. it's a, but when they see the benefits, they need to step out from their own comfort zone and go, oh, I'll give this a go. I'll try it out. Um, and, you know, just little things like experiences that you could use to engage people to get them there on time. You know, for example, consider the standard meeting, corporate or otherwise. How often do you, oh, I'll, I'll be just a little bit late because they're not going to start on time anyway. Well, that's because everyone's turning up because they think they can turn up late. If you turn up on time and give them a reason to be there and make it fun, then you have that sense of FOMO, the fear of missing out. What, is it that it, what just happened? What happened? I did that for seven years when I lectured at university. I'd always start my lessons early. and by about the fourth or fifth week of a term or a, sorry, a semester, I never had another late student because they didn't want to miss out on what was happening. And I had a lot of stuff I needed to, to share. So I, I refer to that as the unofficial start. So, you know, a corporate trainer, a teacher are going, mm, yep, I might give this a go and discover that there is some magic there. There isn't, of course, it's the approach, but they see the magic of it. Um, they're then more willing to give it a go a second time. Yeah, and I, I, before we, I am aware of the time and everything, Mark, but one thing you've just mentioned there is I get this a lot that, oh, Dale, you, I'm not you. I'm not going to have your energy. I, I don't have your confidence. I'm not going to be able to run it like you. And I'm sure you get this all the time, Mark. So what do you say to people about when they say, yeah, but I'm not you, Mark. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not as good with my words. I don't understand yep. the group dynamics. What do you say to people there? Uh, that's a whole podcast, uh, <laughs> I think, on its own. It's a great question, Dale. The quick answer is what you're seeing is the results of a 30-year overnight success. You know, I wasn't me 30 years ago either. I was looking and wanting to emulate my heroes and heroines. And honestly, for the first five years of my professional career, all I did was emulate them. I wanted to be Mary. I wanted to be Carl. I wanted to be Mark, uh, a different Mark. I wanted to be them. And I figured, well, if I just did what they did, it'll work for me. 
And then after five years, I started to become more comfortable at tweaking that and then finding my own voice. So it can be learned. That's the lesson there is that, no, you're not going to just open up the box and pull it out and bang transformation occurs. You have to try it out and then tweak it accordingly to your own, you know, your own levels of personality, energy, and all those other things. I think, I think that is great. I think that can be applied to anyone in any situation that find people that are doing what you want to do and, and dedicate your time to get them as a mentor or just learn from them, follow what they do because obviously what they're doing is working. So, um, you know, and, and then as you said, after four or five years, you figure out your own techniques, you're more confident in your style. Um, and that's when it shines through. I think that is a great bit of advice because I, I'm sure you get this every time you present live. Oh yeah, but I'm not, I'm not you, Mark. How do I do it? Do do, do you get that all the time? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I get almost weekly emails from people saying, I love what you do. Are you hiring? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be in your presence, which is awesome. But uh, it's, it is about understanding they will bring their own stuff to it. And please don't be another Mark Collard. We we asked my wife, there is enough of them in the world right now. (laughs) So the, the context would be, yeah, look, try stuff out, you know, emulate me, play it the same way that you saw me. And same jokes if you have to, but you will discover your own stuff in time once you give yourself permission. Um, and so, yeah, it's a great, look, I'm honoured and you know, often feel very on, uh, humble when people go, oh, man, I, I just love what you do. And, and you know, how do I become you? It's like, well, I don't want that for a start. <laughs> I need to become who you are, but I get, I know what you're asking. And so I give them a few clues and, you know, if, in some cases professionally coach them along that way so they can find their own voice as well. Yeah. And, and I think that does come down to, you don't want to be somebody else. You can make it yourself, but like you just said, um, everything you've created, it just didn't happen, did it? Like Plamio didn't just become this thing. Like <laughs> if you can see Mark's face now, it's dropped. He's no. like, no, it did not. No, it definitely didn't. And look, it has a story. There's no doubt, but it was, it appears to people going, uh, how many people would say, where have you been all my life? It's like, well, we actually haven't been around all that long. <laughs> you know, but it seems like it's this awesome thing, but there's a, there is a story that's built up to get to where it is now. And this point in time will be a shadow of what it will look like in 10 years time. Uh, I, we are building the bike as we're riding it. Yeah. And I, and I think so many are, and particularly in these testing times, there's new wheels being added on, there's training wheels being back onto that bike. There's another set of handlebars. They are yep. all over the shop. And, and I think uh, we are all growing. So, Mark, best place to find you, Plameo.com. Yep. Where else? Where else if people want to reach out to you? And, and thank you for today. And if you want to check out episode 37, you can do that. But where's the best <laughs> place to uh, check you out, mate? Look, uh, Plameo.com is, is by far the, the safest, best spot. The app, of course, as we're shared on any of your favourite marketplaces. Another one which is new, I've not really done much in the space of Facebook. Um, but I have a new team member who is now moderating a group. It's called Interactive Group Games and Activities. You just, I suppose you just type that into Facebook and find it. It is a moderated group, so you will need to actually uh, apply, quote unquote, to join the group. But it's, it's only about conversations related to interactive group games and activities, uh, and, and no matter what the context is, both face-to-face and online. So that's, you'll find us there. I'm regularly dipping in and... and and helping people when they've got questions, particularly at the moment. But they're probably the two or three places, best places to find us. 
Perfect. And and also, if you are keen on some fantastic books, Mark's also got one I, I really enjoyed. I remember when we last uh, caught up, and I can see it on your back wall now. Uh, Serious oh. Fun, your book, uh, Other Way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I can, I've been looking at that. I, I did really enjoy reading that. So um, mm -hmm. you've got five or six books as well there on Plameo? Yep, five, five books. So the latest yep. was No Props, No Problem. So 150 activities that don't need any equipment to make them work. And powerfully, every activity comes with a QR code. So... When you scan it with your phone, guess where it takes you? It takes you to Playmio so that you can see what the activity looks like, which for me is a no-brainer. How is it that people are putting out books and don't connect it to online content? That never made sense to me. So my latest one was No Props, No Problem. The other one from a philosophical point of view, if your listeners are interested to know more about the philosophy, the, the, the secret source behind what I do, then the book Serious Fun, uh, it's about taking fun more seriously. Uh, would be a useful read and it, it has all the different formats uh, audio pdf kindle and so forth yeah and i must admit i really enjoyed that one as well and i think that with the power of qr codes that they should be on everything because uh let's be honest a lot of the time and i i know better than anyone that i'll create a game mark someone will read it and they're like oh it doesn't make sense i don't know how it's done but then if they watch a video like wow that is seriously the best thing why didn't i use that i'm like well you just you read it but sometimes you need to see things before you yep. I, I think that's the beauty of playing your books that some people are visual learners, some are audio, and you cover all those off. So, um, guys, check out Playmio. And remember, the code ENERGETIC when you check out for 50% off. Go and get that. Uh, Mark, as always, mate, I um, just really enjoyed the chat today, particularly because we're both in the same field. We're doing the same thing. And it, it's sometimes nice for people just to just talk about how we're going um and i know we spoke for about 15 minutes before we started so mate thank you very much for your time and um, giving those different ideas because i think that's why we complement each other we both operate in the same space but we do it differently and i know your games will resonate with some mine will with others so thank you very much mate my pleasure thank you so much Dale.